Alright, ladies and gents, welcome to Zoobox Interviews with your host, Dan. Listen, I got Jay here. We're going to have a good time tonight. Old friend of mine. And the big thing to remember, this is going to get fucking real. It's going to get fun. And we're going to go hard. And we're going to, and you know, this is a podcast about nonsense. So if you try to say, listen, this is, this is all for the good times and the bad. And we're going to talk about some fun shit. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Don't be a fucking bitch. Make sure you share with your friends. Don't be fucking selfish and incestuous with the zoo box shit. Okay? We need to spread the word of the zoo and the box. So, Jay, why don't you introduce yourself, man? Deegan, thanks for having me. Um, we go back a ways, don't we? Yes, we Circa, do. Circa, what, 2012, 2013? 13 we met under uh duress yeah under duress under interesting circumstances uh trying out for a team together and uh basically we just got beat up together for several weeks and cried and bled and sweat and puked and shit and all the this little of that tried to sleep Honest, oh my god, dude. I literally had nightmares about the fucking shoot house. Now, uh, if, a lot of people know that listening, but if you're a new listener, I'm a veteran, Air Force veteran. Yeah, we're smart. So is Jay. We were cops in the military together, and uh, we were on a, basically a SWAT team. Pretty much the coolest thing in the world. Um, I got my... I got to get some bourbon out here. Let's fucking get a little wild. Uh, and we went through a, an indoctrination course. Much like what we're seeing... Uh, in society today with BLM and all this crazy stuff, like they're indoctrinating people through violence, fear, and intimidation. It's kind of exactly what we... <laughs> it all goes back to the beginning of uh, Operation Mockingbird, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, CIA... Is that where they... Manipulating our minds. I, I don't think that anything Not... happening now is new by any means. I think it's been planned for a very long time. Okay, so are you so Mockingbird? Remind me that that is the like propaganda machine, right? Where they like got CIA guys and the yep. media and yeah. I mean, like, look, Anderson Cooper. They like to use the word "interned" with the uh, CIA for oh. people that are rogue CIA agents or under control of the CIA. Anderson Cooper being one of them. Um, while he was in law school, he interned with the CIA, and then next thing you know, he's giving nightly news to America and telling them what yeah. to think. So, he I don't know what you think of that, but if well, it looks I mean, like shit and smells like shit, then it's probably shit. Okay, well, let's break it down. Let's really think about this, okay? So how do you manipulate people through many different you know, sources of media? And if you know, to, to backtrack a little bit, I think the CIA, because that was the OSS, the Office of Special Services, or whatever. I don't know if that's yep. English, but it goes back a little ways and – uh, the, there's a movie loosely about it called The Good Shepherd with Matt Damon and Robert De Niro. It's, it's a pretty interesting movie about the foundings of our intelligentsia uh, and the agencies, but uh, which is really founded to fight communism, ironically. But anyway, uh, so what, what we're talking about is in the past, though, but there's a really specific uh, event that I think is really awesome that we should just talk about and show. There's two events I would like to just expound upon. I don't know if you've heard of them, but William Randolph Hearst. 
So William yep. Randolph Hearst was the largest newspaper tycoon in the world, and you know, there, Orson Welles made a movie loosely based on him, Citizen Kane, but basically that's why marijuana is illegal. Look into it, you know? Just look at the propaganda campaign against hemp because it was cheaper to manufacture, but he didn't want to switch over his newspaper factories, yada, yada, yada. And actually, and this is actually true, it's all because of William Randolph Hearst that we know what actually was happening at the current state of uh, affairs in, in the world that Russia and the famine and how like socialism wasn't working and it was really bad. Uh, he was the dude that actually let the cat out of the bag. He l allowed a journalist who escaped virtually from Russia and who saw everything firsthand in the famine. And uh, so that we can see though, is that in Russia before the exposure by Hearst, you had New York times, like Pulitzer winning writers, right? Tell me if this doesn't sound fucking eerie as shit. New York Times, whatever, like Pulitzer winner, like highly respected guy was in Russia just writing. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong. It's mostly peaceful. Mostly you know? peaceful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like. It's a term they like to use. Um, but it, mani it manipulated basically the in all the French intelligentsia, their, their, their higher institutions of learning back then because they all believed in socialism. And then you even saw it carry over in the United States where, oh, well, socialism can't be that bad. And then Orwell wrote Animal Farm in 1984 and pigeon, uh, Road to Pigeon Weir, where, what up here, something like that. Fuck it, whatever. I'm not a doctor. But it's, we're seeing – it's eerie today, but I think what we can see today is that they can't keep up with it because information travels so fast now you can't and that's why you've seen the technocracies like twitter facebook and google manipulates right so like what do you think is the end goal i guess you could say of not just mockingbird or or any of this stuff but what would be the end goal why would they want to destroy us what would be the whoever these people are yeah so let's start with uh i guess talking about they a lot of people like to say they they do this they do that um, when we talk about they i i think of it as a broad term for kind of the powers that be um and this goes back centuries and centuries um the powers that be have been the powers that have been for a very very long time um i think the end goal and it's kind of dark and gloomy but uh total planetary takeover of the human race um technology enslavement ai enslavement one now, world government one world currency okay which we basically are with with the u.s dollar we're already basically. there so but a lot of currencies and, that are stronger than the u.s well i won't say a lot of currencies stronger yeah than the dollar well no well the whole world runs off of the u.s dollar so like the whole world monet like use yeah the euro's worth more but it's all in basically weighted by u.s dollar reflections so what we saw like happening and going to libya and lebanon they were trying to move away from the u.s dollar sure. as their constitutional form of currency or whatever you know like th that is actually what it's worth because everything's compared to the u.s dollar which we all know is a fiat currency and if you don't know what a fiat cu currency is listen i'm not here to, 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 to tell you definitions and stuff look it up it's interesting and we know that we manipulate our money and our the value of our dollar just like china does and we complain about it all the time and um but I guess, what would be the, the, do you think these individuals, and before we 
go into the discovery of who they are, what what they could be. Okay, we're gonna have a little fun. <laughs> but uh, there's why would they risk? So I mean, obviously, we all know about like the population control theories and like where they, you know, through abortion and genocide and all these you know, things that we've been seeing for for hundreds of years, really. And but what would be the purpose of them wanting to minimize our population? And do you think that they would come out of the darkness, or do you think that they obviously benefit from being in the darkness? I don't think that they're ever going to come out of the darkness. I think they're going to hide behind issues, hide behind crisis, hide behind fake alien invasion, hide behind whatever they can hide behind and whatever they can manipulate from the shadows. Um, what, what why, would the why would you come out? Why, why would they come out? Well, okay. I guess it could be, you know, like, so... Unless, um, unless one of them tried to come out and portray themselves as a fake messiah or something like that, that's the only... The, or the, I yeah. the antichrist i guess we could say from a christian theological perspective right um well like so th this is an interesting thing so like i like I, I we were messaging a little bit earlier and i was kind of going through the his i was telling you i've been researching not just the history of the jewish people who've honestly been screwed over probably more than anybody in the past millennia like they've been constantly getting screwed um I'll go all the way back to jesus i mean it was, <laughs> it's like you know but anyway um but it's a it's an identity crisis i think we're having and, and like okay so do you think it is particularly people that would be have judean lineage or do you think it's like because do they is it specifically the judean lineage that goes all the way back to like abraham when he was messing with demons and like entrapping them or like what is or do you think it's even not necessarily so narrow of a view right because i don't I think I think everything is based on their bloodlines. It's all about their bloodlines. Um, so, so I like genetics to like the Nephilim stuff at all? Um, like angels, the, the Nephilim angels, the bloodlines of basically the royal families. There's 13 families. They're all supposedly linked via blo uh, bloodline. Let me see if I can pull up. Well, as I as I know, which is why you know. Yeah. So uh, it's called rh negative blood it's a rare blood type um what apparently, yeah look it up dude um fallen angels nephilim in hebrew is translated to fall fallen angels dude means in the ancient texts um the nephilim were on earth in those days and also after that when the sons of god came in unto their daughters of men and they bore the children to them i, I don't know what all that means it sounds so it kind of sounds like a deity type figure, kind of like a demigod or some sort of like divine rite of birth, well, you know. Some people would call it um, heresy, I'm sure, that we're even talking about this. But, I mean, there's reasonable speculation, I think, to say that aliens have been here before. And whether or not they're aliens in the sense that we think from watching Hollywood movies of we only deal with the greys or whatever. I'm... Very, very convinced that we had giants roaming the earth at one point. Um, it's entirely possible that wherever these creatures came from, whether they're within our dimension or were able to shapeshift into our dimension, it's conceivable that they so, could have uh, conceived with whatever 
species was on Earth, made a hybrid. Who knows? So, well, I think that's an interesting concept because with the blood type and what we know through, you know, eugenics was first popularized in the 1920s. And even in the United States, they did forms of eugenics where, you know, if you were a woman and your brother was a rapist, like they would you know, uh, make it so that you were infertile and you weren't able to have children or they wrote laws. Like these were real laws in the United States. But, um, so there's like basically a pure air, like the, according to like the Hitler and the Nazis, like the Aryan race, the descendants of Atlantis and all these weird cultist viewpoints. My, my thing is this now I am the first guy to sit there and say, there's some weird stuff going on in the world. I will always sit there and be like, okay, now, I, I don't know if you've ever read Aeon or if you even know who Carl Gustav Carl Gustav Jung, okay? It is some of the scariest shit I've ever read. No, and, and because Carl Gustav Jung is like the real godfather. It's J-U-N-G. Um, if you would just type in J-U-N-G, uh, it will come up. Carl Gustav Jung and Aeon, A-I-O-M. And it's some of the scariest stuff. Even Jordan Peterson, who's, you know, uh, arguably a very well-read, well-researched person, uh, as far as Jung and uh, Dostoevsky and, and Nietzsche and some of the greatest minds of our time, he won't even touch it. Because he said when he reads it, it gives him, like, such visceral nightmares. Like, he can't – he can't because basically it's the last – collection of his works at later in his life and he was combining everything from a psychological feminology perspective of man does and it does it just dive deep kind of into the spirit realm or what why would no. why would jordan peterson want to touch it okay because it, what tell, it's stating it. what it's it. stating is absolutely terrifying okay so there's invention which is a set of processes or a tool or whatever you could do to like, you know, uh, an invention is like, was religion invented or did it manifest through psych our psychological evolutionary need for it to exist? Right. So basically people believed in the Messiah right back in, back in, you know, pre pre Christ and we are all somewhat born from some some sort of divine placement in this universe. There, if you believe in the Christian theological sense, but even then, like it is literally crazy that we exist, even if it's by accident or by hand of God. But they literally, through creating something, an idea, they manifested Christ into existence. Okay, so Christ Himself was manifested, sure. but so like because it takes a seed of an idea to be planted. Well, that also means that the Antichrist will be manifested by people, that we will manifest some. It doesn't necessarily have to be literal, not a necessary. There might be a face worn by the manifestation, but it could be nuclear holocaust. It could be uh, plagues. And, and, and the, the interesting thing is from the perspective of the people that are going through certain horrible events, I'm going to like think about people in Russia or people in uh, could you imagine the perpetual fear of being in Auschwitz? Could you imagine that it physically manifested the end times for those people were there, where oh, they were being? Can imagine. It, 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 and this is the thing. And have this you ever is the read, whole thing. Uh, have you ever read *Man's Search for Meaning* by uh, Victor Frankel? No. He was a psychiatrist uh, prior to the Holocaust, he was a psychiatrist and. Uh, 
talks a lot about just the nature of suffering and the psychological effects that it had on the yeah. prisoners. It's a really interesting read. It's a quick read, small book, 130, 140 pages. I'm um, going to write that. I'm going to get that. I'm going to remember it's, that. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite books, actually. Well, um, ironically, Carl Gustav Jung has a book very similar in name called uh, Modern Man in Search of a Soul. Uh, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to order all this dude's stuff when we get off here tonight. Dude, be careful with Aeon. Like, dude, it makes you cry because it's like that intense. Like, if you really like, it's 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 something that is so because no, because basically what this comes full circle to what we're talking about is that we have to manifest. It's much like Thomas Sowell says. Thomas Sowell, uh, he 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 says humans like people that are irrational don't want to deal in analytics and facts. They need a villain to hate and a hero yep. to cheer, right? And this is why we have to be very particular with the language that we use. Language is very powerful. Language is very dictative of, 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 of movement of people, you know? So, like, I believe that not that there's not some truth to these conspiracies or, or, or there's not a certain group of people that for hundreds of years believe and they have great wealth and power, Um. They, I mean, is it actually real, or do they just need to believe it to manifest it into reality? And I'm not talking necessarily in a physical sense, but these people, like, think about it. We, do you know about the bloodening? The bloodening. Uh, yeah. Go on about it. I might. Okay. I might so know this, different. This is loosely based around the conspiracy theory of Epstein, right? So, how do you? God, this is going to sound crazy. I love it. Okay, so. So we know that there's definitely cultist-like figures within government, and yes. it's been going on for generations. Like very, they believe these things that they do. So what we saw through Epstein, and what Epstein has at least dropped the veil momentarily until they put it back up, and they you know use their uh, techniques to hide certain subjects. There's going to be some fall guys. We already know they're coming. There's going to be some low-level tier guys, you know, that are going to, you know, be brought you down. Alfred by Schwitz will be one of them. Is the question? Yeah, I, maybe. Why you not? Schwitz is going to go down for this. He's a good lawyer. It's going to be tough. I don't know. <laughs> um, interestingly, he, when he did the plea deal originally, they they snuck into there. I'm sure you've seen it where any co-conspirators have immunity whether or not they remain anonymous or if they've been named well that's so. that's true but but big but here they that's gone now there's a reason why epstein got rearrested re and recharged with stuff because they're like oh hello you can't do that you can't come in as a federal government in a state crime even though it may have been a federal felony they they, they didn't even get proper time to do the investigation and they made a fucking crack deal with a with a mass pedophile so so how has dershowitz not been disbarred because of this well we all know and this this is a part of the the intelligence agency if they're, if they're true so my question is i guess if there truly are people that are actually going after this and it's not being suppressed by whatever levels in the fbi or whoever may be in control of it why are these people still free how are people not being disbarred okay well do you know okay well we all know that justice is slow and it's painful. Justice. It's a very dull knife, and yeah. they know things. People know things are coming, dude. 
but they can't show their hand because they're going to do some sort of mass escape. And what do you see after the Epstein and he dies and they get Maxwell and then the race riots come and then all of the manipulation of the media to get you focused on mail-in voting versus actually look at what the hand is being dealt to you and you don't care because you're just mad that the world has racist people. But I digress. So this and this is really what it this is what's happening. And, and to me, in my, in my personal opinion, what we know is that Epstein was working either for Assad in Israel, for the F- he was an informant for somebody, and they let him continue to do what he wanted to do. Um, for what it's a, for, it's for, a honeypot operation, so yes, he's a Mossad agent, his mm-hmm. girlfriend or wife or whatever, Ghislaine Maxwell, yeah. her father, um, is very high up in. Israeli intelligence, and in my opinion, their operation was to get blackmail on prominent business leaders, politicians, by getting them to commit sexual acts, whatever they may be, with children, boys, girls, satanic, not satanic, whatever it may be. I, listen, the bloodening. and was what was really started this part of the conversation. Listen, guys, we're going to be jumping around. If you can't keep up, if you can't keep up, drop out. Just just drop out. What is or- the first thing that comes up when I type in the bloodening on a, on a Tor browser? DuckDuckGo, a Simpsons episode that comes up. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Well, the Simpsons, we as as we know, there's some conduit to the to the future or something. There's some weird shit, right? Um, Dude, the, tr- but- the Trump one coming down the escalator still is just like <laughs> there, that this- moment right there made me think that we may in fact be living in a simulation okay i got theory then, on this. and then have you seen the uh <laughs> the baron trump uh time travel book? oh yeah yeah but the the yeah and he brings apart the, the end of the fuck okay hold on well listen there's we've been we've been around for thousands of years people have been writing for a long time there can be coincidences i do believe that but hold on so let's let's before we get too crazy now i have before. to explain with the bloodening now listen all right. How okay? So what they do, Epstein? What they do? You know, you bring into his house, you fuck a fucking prostitute, basic, right? You fucking like of age prostitute, and then they lead you a little bit further. Hey, come to my island. You fuck a seventeen-year-old in the plane. They filmed it. Okay, seventeen, different country, national waters. Get away with. But they don't know you. They they don't. You don't know they filmed it. Then. They start doing the more intense stuff. We're like, hey, dude, like, come on. Like, we're going to Malaysia. We're going to do this. We're bringing girls in. It's going to be fun. They get you super fucked up and high. And then they have you fuck a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, at any age that you would be obviously pretty disgusting to do. Okay. Then they go, listen, very much like Scientology and these cultists, these cults that, like, indoctrinate you and how they get you is through slow. It's progressive, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the final step. So what what these elites believe truly is that they have the, the powers that are bestowed upon them. I don't know if it's necessarily through genetics, but genetics play a role in the sense that their genetics, I guess the HR5, is that what it's called? Uh... RH negative. Okay, RH negative. They believe that they can be conduits for demons and for very powerful entities from other dimensions, basically. And that's what gives them their ultimate power. And the way you do it, the way you finalize the form, and, and, and whether it's real or not, this is what they believe is happening, 
is the bloodening, where you take a very young infant to young toddler age and you brutalize them in such a way that I don't want to describe, but it involves facial removal while they're alive, sexual assault, all the most horrible things you could imagine to ever be done to a person or living thing, period. And uh, as everybody watches and everyone is like, you know, it's it's a cult. It's a ritual. It's very ritualistic. And And once that happens, Take shots of adrenalized blood. There's, there's definitely that. Uh, uh, we already know that they do weird youth blood in transfusions and all sorts of strange stuff to keep you, which is scientifically proven to keep you more vibrant. I guess you could say it's kind of like a shot of vitamin B in the ass. You know, you're like, hey, I feel better. That's why Hillary looks like shit one week, and then two weeks later, she looks like she's thirty years younger. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing is. They bestowed the powers, these powers, what, and this is how powerful the brain is, regardless if this is actually real. And this is what I'm talking about, is that our brains emit certain frequencies, certain abilities. And it really does come down to belief, right? And, and what I'm saying is, like, have you ever had a dream about your friend or for somebody that you really care about or an ex or whatever, and you just feel like they're in trouble? So you give them a text, maybe, hey, how are you? And they're like, dude, I just had a bad day. Like, there's something else out there that yeah. we just can't grasp physically um and this is where it comes down to is like do these people actually truly believe that they are the pure blood the elites of the world and do you it's it's it seems almost too crazy but then again after everything we i mean i don't quote me on this but i'm fairly certain that um the royal family's bloodline goes back to muhammad so they claim no shit so, yeah i mean if you, it's all over the well i won't say it's all over the internet it's not all over the regular internet anymore and for the listeners if you think that you're going to be able to dive into any of these subjects and look on google and find any of this shit you're wrong you need to download a tor browser install it on your desktop and uh Probably download DuckDuckGo. Yeah, DuckDuckGo is that's Russian, right? Search and uh, have at it because that's, if you search the same things on Google and DuckDuckGo, there's entirely different things that come up. So, and it's it's one of these things where you have to say, listen, I always go in with an open mind, and I'm a I'm a, I'm a cynical person by nature. I'm defiant by nature, um, and I do have. It's like okay, 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 okay. And this is where it gets even crazier. So why would they not, if there is this intelligentsia that is trying to persuade certain individuals, why would they not just drive some of them mad? Why would they not just control people's minds through a different conduit? Like they know people will are defiant by nature, at least some people, and they will go search for certain things and, and try to find certain answers. So they, it's kind of like when we were in the military – Maybe that's there was, what doing, is driving us all mad by leaving these crumbs all over the internet for us to just run in circles trying to connect yeah. everything. Who knows? Versus, versus it could be something very simple and very, very even more authoritarian. Yeah. Because everything comes down to psychology, man. Everything comes down to basic manipulation of movement of people. Now, let's take this current pandemic. Look at the cities. Mass excavation uh, evacuations, like literally, people are just running from the cities to the country. Like they're like, screw this! I can get you know, Starlink's going to be up with uh, you know Elon Musk going to be able to telework. Everyone's figuring it out. But why? Why would they want us to leave the cities? 
and there could be alien invasion there could be all sorts of like you know conspiracies that we could go down or is it to just drive the property values down so that the state can buy it up and then they have a a police state that is enforced and no eviction standards socialism and maybe it's really is it's a, a battle between good ideas and bad you know um sure i mean i'd like to think that it's more complicated than just that um Obviously, I don't think most of our politicians at their levels are smart enough to concoct a master plan by any means. But when we're talking about the groups of people that really want run the world, the Council on Foreign Relations, the basically the Vatican, the City of London, all of these back channels. Which we know the Vatican is fucked up. Yeah, what's in the basement? Like, dude, dude, did you not? Did you not see what happened? Uh, what was it like two, a year or two ago? A year ago, they found a like one of the catacombs, you know, because I guess they have catacombs there. They yeah. found like a bunch of like children's bot, like like skeleton, like a bunch of small yeah, skeletons. Tier two, dog. Mm. You think tunneling is a is a new concept? Well, that's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair fair point. But th there's something yeah. uh, with it, and this is the thing, and this is really what it comes down to is. So, like, you look at the Vatican, and they, they believe they have certain powers bestowed upon them by God, right? And that kind of makes them immune from doing certain things. But as we saw in the early 2000s, if you haven't seen the movie Spotlight, I recommend it. It's a fun, good movie. Maybe not a fun movie, but it's a good movie um, with great actors. And I was in Massachusetts. I was living there at the time when all this stuff came out about how there were over 100 priests in alone alone in boston that had brutalized and and sexually assaulted children for decades and they just moved them around which sure. which is why Pope ratzinger if you don't know he was the pope after paul john ii uh he had to step down because of the embarrassment that he because he was a part of hiding all these people before he was the pope and the fall guy yeah, he was the fall guy. And then it went very quiet after a couple of years. And um, we have a huge disparity in like the, the a mass abuse of children that's happening, not just the world, but within the United States alone. And then what we have today is where Donald Trump is. I don't know if I believe in the Q stuff. I don't know how deep you are into Q. I don't, I don't follow Q at all. All of the research that I do is outside of Q. I've, I don't even know where to find Q. Probably well, fortune would be my guess but yeah i've never never been on it don't care yeah q's weird q's q's basically idolizes trump and say he's gonna like save the world from the pedophiles like this is what this is all about yeah it's i mean there's, there's enough uh hush money payments going out of donald trump's bank account to uh lead me to believe that that's not true mm -hmm. um he's paid multiple victims of supposed underage girls that he's had relations with over the years. There's interviews with women that were involved in the Epstein scandal that have video interviews talking about having sex with Donald Trump when they were 13 years old. So, and, well, I mean uh, like, okay, I it might all be horrible. bullshit. I hope it's all bullshit. Yeah. I, I but, like Donnie. I like Donnie. You know, uh, Donnie's all right, but I don't know. Um, I, I we we could talk about that later, but there, there's but, definitely. Dude, I want to huh? like Don. I want to like Donnie. See, here's the thing. I want to like him, but at the end of the day, I don't think that in today's age it's possible to get to that position without being controlled. 
Okay, then why yeah, is the think, entire no, why I is think, the entire think, establishment then the entire mainstream establishment? All the mainstream Republicans and Democrats hate his guts. All the retired generals, all these dudes that are talking shit about, dude, like they are the the worst of the worst. Like these guys hate. This, this is my thing with, with Donald. Like he was already a billionaire. Probably did shady shit to make it. Listen, that's oh, the yeah. business. We all know that. Like maybe he did do certain things. I don't. I don't know. And I know he's had to pay women off, but we also know with comes a lot of money, comes a lot of people trying to get your money. And and it can go either way. But it just doesn't add up. If they could have fucking found something on this guy, dude, they did a two-year investigation. They spied on his campaign. We know. They look at the impeachment. Complete and utter bullshit. You're just like, okay. You have to. Like, this guy must be the cleanest dude to ever run for president. The amount of people that are looking into him. And now is it a, a, a psychological game to get him to win? Could but it be? They draw the line on personal attacks when it comes to assault allegations on children, generally. Because if you think Donnie's the only politician that's caught up in all of this child trafficking, child abuse, whatever, sex scandals, then... You're wrong. I, there's so many politicians, so many people in power. Like I, I honestly am starting to think that it's just a big club, and there's certain people that are privy to certain things, and they cover for each other. So, are you saying the Epstein thing is to like kind of uh, give people like kind of like how they just admitted aliens exist? Kind of, they basically did. They're like, we got UFOs. Like, just to give them the taste. People. Yeah, it's conditioning. Mm. I mean, it could be fair. It could be fair. I don't trust anything that our government says about aliens at this point. Um, Due to the fact that they've been hiding everything for this long, they could have been transparent for the past 50, 60, maybe even longer than that years, probably dating back closer to World War II when we have all the Antarctic exploration and Admiral Byrd and all of his discoveries, if people determine he's a credible resource, I think he is. Um, is that is that is that Admiral Byrd, the flat Earth guy? No, is he so one he's of the flat Earth people. He's the one that basically claims that he went to Agartha, which is a land beyond the ice wall that is supposedly the Hollow Earth. It's it's Hollow Earth theory. Oh, so like yeah, so like Jules Verne kind of getting mm-hmm. you can go okay. So yeah, is if that ever looked into Admiral Byrd's secret diaries? I definitely recommend doing so. Now he is it B I R D? Pardon? Is it is it B I R D or B Y R D? B Y R D. So he was the uh, he was the commander for the Antarctic explorations when we chased the Nazis down to Antarctica shortly after World War Two when. Uh, Oh, with that, too. I don't think Hitler actually killed himself in a bunker in Germany. I think he fled to Antarctica, and I think we chased him down there, and whatever Admiral Byrd found, um, they've been trying to suppress ever since. So are you kind of believing in the hollow earth? Okay, so I don't know, and this is actually funny. You remember that guy I brought up with you earlier, Lord Stephen Christ? Sure, sure. The guy that's been arrested yeah. two times for both threatened to uh, harm Obama and uh, uh, President Trump, there's th- this guy believes in something called cell earth, okay, cellular earth, which is or concave earth, which is basically the in- the earth is inside out, yeah. as below or as above, so below. 
yeah, it's weird. It's this weird. Con- Listen, like I don't know. There's supposedly, yeah, in this theory, there's inner sun, all all this stuff. Yeah, the three hundred miles up. And the- at the end of the day, I don't think that the Earth's core is filled with an unspeakable amount of boiling hot lava. Is kind of okay. what I'm getting at. Um, so, what would it? What would, is it? Is it going to be some sort? If that, like, what is there then in your research and or opinion? Like, what? In my is opinion. It? Is this like Atlantis? So, is this like Atlantis or like a higher, like a hyper? So I think Atlantis, actually. So there's actually, and this is something that's kind of hard to find on the internet, but there's proof of ancient, ancient megaliths deep underwater off the coast of Cuba. So my personal theory, I'm sure there's other people um, somewhere on the internet that have developed um, this theory as well. But my theory is that Atlantis was, in fact, under the ocean before whatever great floods um and that was kind of the hub for these very very advanced societies that a lot of people don't understand that we probably had before but um yeah i think that there's a connection between the location of where atlantis supposedly is off the coast of cuba and then the whole uh, bermuda triangle area um and it's similar i guess to the weird stuff that goes on out of the middle of the desert where people say they see shapeshifters and this and that. I think there's certain places on earth where energy is different and where there might be portals to enter other dimensions. It's who knows. Mm. So, so would you think that within this, this, uh, concave or, or hollow possible ho- hollow earth, uh, theory is that the con like, it's interesting to think about because so there's there's so many theories i i lurk a lot too so i i can take snippets of this theory and this theory and bunch them all together so i have a bad tendency of uh jumbling my thoughts all together so sorry to the listeners for that hell no listen so there's a this, theory, is, this is there's great a theory that the city of rome actually never fell um and that most of those prominent leaders fled to Greenland or I no Greenland and entered into the hollow earth up there and began another civilization. So Admiral Byrd claims that the civilization he ran into were not human-like, but there's other people that claim that there's theories that there are humans underground. We know there's humans underground because we have deep underground military bases. We have tunnel systems all throughout the world. Um, but the fact of the matter is whatever they're telling us is the nature of our reality is not the true nature of our reality. And I guess that's, that's kind of the point that I kind of wanted to come on and make today is if people think that the New York times coming out and having breaking news that there's something other than worldly that might've been found, the scientists don't know anything about it's fucking bullshit. This stuff's been around for a long time. Um, Our government has been researching it for a very, very long time. The whole UFO sightings thing is not brand new. It's been going on for a very long time. And people know things, and they're being hidden from the general public. And I think that there is a valid reason for it, because society probably would fall if the mass majority of people 
woke up one day and learned that everything they thought they knew in life was a lie. Like, imagine the chaos that would ensue from that. Well, Organized religions they... would fall everywhere. Mm. People, people would get fucking crazy. Well, I mean, I guess, though, so would you say in the respective other side, if there is uh, this other uh, civilization within the Earth or within the Hollow Earth, would you say that they're aware of our existence or is it just yeah, the same duality or duality well the admiral bird yeah so i'm glad you asked that because admiral bird claims so he claims to have made contact with this civilization so his main story is that they were doing antarctic exploration they flew over the ice wall and what they found on the other side was basically a vast not frozen world and he lost control of his plane and was basically hovered into the ground and greeted and had was a Was it kind of like uh, the alien tractor beamed? Like it might have been, it might have been an alien tractor beam. But you know but what I mean. Like, the, really like something that, 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 and that It could all be bullshit. I'd like to think it's not all bullshit because I've spent a lot of time reading about it. And that would <laughs> not be a, the most effective use of my time. But... If anything, it, it gets you thinking, and what I think is really important for people at the end of the day is to not think that Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all of the alphabet news organizations, they're not telling the truth. People need to get out there. They need to research shit for themselves and figure out what's actually going on. Um, back to Admiral Byrd. So... His claim is that basically he met a civilization of greys underground. It makes sense that that could have happened and that we are slowly being groomed to be able to accept something like that because that's the most common portrayal of other than human intelligent life that we would be encountering. But I don't think that there's going to be a reveal of the truth. I think... That if anything actually, excuse me, comes to fruition, it's going to be Project Bluebeam. And uh, where'd you call that? Project Project Bluebeam. Project Bluebeam. Okay. What's 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 this Project Bluebeam? Project Bluebeam is the fake alien invasion. Um, so basically, what they and there's tons of information. Werner von Braun was involved with this. Um, it goes back to bringing all the Nazi scientists over after World War II and basically founding NASA with them, which is another just, you know, I know I'm talking in circles, but no, it's all connected. Um, yeah. All of our space secret projects happened after World War II, after we hired all the Nazi scientists that were clearly onto something, after they fled to Antarctica. I mean, it, So would you say, would you say maybe World War II is actually to get technology? I think it was an information and technology battle. Hitler yeah. was obsessed with the occult, too, right. which I think is another um, really interesting part just about him as a human being, minus the fact that he was, in fact, a Jew himself. You're right. Um, yeah. Well, would you say, okay, all right, all right, all right. So let, let's, let's figure this out. 
So if there is the uh, proverbial grays that 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 could be, so it would actually make sense. Like depending on the width of the hollow Earth, if it's actually like completely hollow, if it's like a cylinder, uh, cylinder type of hollow, which would also explain why you just can't dig through your backyard, maybe or whatever, maybe you know what I mean. Like it it's, it takes a great deal of yeah. technology and money to dig that deep. So you could say, let's say it's more cylinder, like a cylinder. Well, it would make sense. It's probably less space, more cramped. You're dealing with also in a cylinder, you're dealing with more compact three-dimensional space. So space fills up faster than obviously outward like we're dealing with here on the surface, I guess you could say. Um, and gravity probably works completely different down there. It's probably more compressed and dense, you know, it, so that you're getting like a more... Gravity is actually real. <laughs> hey, dude. I don't know, man. If. I'm not a... If, if it's real, but let's say in the the you know physics let's say it's all accurate measurements that there probably would be a different gravity within the earth and outside of it like there would be yeah. some sense of probably even a greater gravity so that's what would explain if the grays are really as short as they are and that the different metals had to be able to withstand certain heats and temperatures and through friction um there's theories that there's like eight different races things under multiple this is a Garth. Um, they're supposed to break away Nazization. They're supposed to be ancient breakaway civilization as well. Kind of what I've run. Hmm. So you you kind of broke up a little bit there. Can you state the last half of that sentence? So, the theories that I've seen, there's multiple different species underground. There are tall greys, short greys. There's supposedly a breakaway Nazi civilization underground. And there is also supposedly breakaways from ancient Rome, when we talked about earlier, that they fled Rome, left, some stayed to um, run the city of Lo or London, the Vatican, the royal family. And uh, the others went underground and continued to do their thing. So, what would what would be the benefit for their for these societal or different species creatures from? Why would they not come out thousands of years ago and just get it over with when they know they could control, enslave, and just get it done? What would be the benefit for them to stay hidden for so long? Well, a they're outnumbered entirely. So, unless they have some insane technology that would allow them to just automatically enslave the human race. Um, okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. I have a question then. I have a question. We, we communicate with them, and there's treaties in place to keep their existence how, how would How would we keep this under wraps for so long? Like, how, how would the government and the intelligentsias of the world, because it's obviously not just America. It's, it's got to be some worldwide... The internet got away from people. I think that's what happened. I don't. Th they were. They were never supposed to get caught with their elite worldwide sex trafficking rings either. And the internet got away from them, and ultimately, people started figuring shit out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to suppress things forever. I think yep. the powers that be do a good job of silencing whistleblowers. There's some. There's some stuff I've fallen into on the internet of 
like kill switch memos that people have put out that I've seen one day and then five days later they're just wiped completely of the off the internet. So there's definitely algorithms in place to flag certain things, I think. And Google's a part of it. Amazon's a part of it. Um, all these major technological companies and these algorithms, their AI are in place to suppress information. And the new Facebook terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. They'll remove yep. it. Fuck, this podcast might even get taken down. Maybe. It could. It could. But don't worry, I have a backlog. I got bit shoot, dude. We doing it. Yeah, don't, put, don't put it on YouTube because it'll definitely get taken down from there. I and we, dude, you'll be shocked because, and and this is really where it gets down to, you know, I do believe in the AI and and all this. Like, you know, obviously they have all this technology and stuff, but there's something to it, because if they're not driven by ideology or some sort of you know methodology it's, to suppress, it's all driven by ideology. It's all symbology. It's gematria. It's occultism, it's satanic worship, it's blood sacrifice. So would you think that's kind of like why they hate Trump? I I think that the powers that be are hiding behind organized religion to hide the true nature of reality. And I truly think that they are doing satanic worship, satanic rituals, they're drinking blood of their sacrifices and they are communicating with interdimensional beings or spirits or whatever you want to call them so and they're hiding behind organized religions to do so oh well i completely agree that there is I mean, all these stuff. religions have taught people to take the bible straight literally like, it's true and that's that's the part of it that i think is the biggest red flag is that they expect people to believe all of these stories literally. Yes. But wouldn't that also stand credence to the fact that if they want them to believe certain things to be literal, like the Nephilim or uh, or Jesus being an actual demigod, deity, or God, um, that there would be... There has to be the opposite. Okay, like, hear me out. Like, there has to be the counter side. There's got to be... Okay, like, people don't want... A, B, or C to be discovered and are released because it could have these knock-on effects. Much like when we know that there is some deep state narrative, even if you just take out all the things we're talking about to push certain agendas, certain you know, uh, to get certain things done that they want, more control over people's minds and 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 uh, bodies. What what is the counteract to that like so are you is there like some internal struggle between like these people that are absolutely let's say evil i guess is the best way to describe them and then you have like the good guys the guys that are about is there the other side is there somebody else out there or is it all bad is there no hope that's a whole lot movement behind q i think isn't it where Basically, Donnie's out there at war with all the satanic pedophiles. Is is that basically the gist of Q? That and globalist globalist agendas to cause yeah, they're, 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 yeah, basically. I mean, you can loose. Yeah, I I think that well, obviously the bad guys are not um, outnumbering the good guys. The good guys just don't 
understand the true nature of things yet. And I think that that's why things have been developing so rapidly is that there is panic at the top because there is an awakening happening. The internet got away from people and now everybody just had five months to sit at home and look shit up online and people are starting to realize that a lot of things around them might be bullshit. I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, I've been involved fairly heavily, uh, not as heavy as you, in, into some of these subjects. And, you know, and, and I don't know if you know who Eric Dubay is, okay? I'm sure I've heard him on some other podcasts and whatnot. Well, yeah. Eric Dubay is like... Mind if I do a J? Dude, do your J. I wish I had one with you. Um, uh, I'm in an undisclosed location. <laughs> but Allery's uh, gonna be pissed when I when she gets home and the house smells like weed. I don't usually smoke in the house. And by the way, this is medicinal marijuana, and I live enough. in Colorado. So yeah. Oh well, dude. Listen, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's something to this, and I've been reading a lot about psychology and the effects of of certain situations and the perpetual. Like, so let, let's let's break this down. Why was religion? Or any type of religion, whatever you view religion, why did we move? Why did human beings always have to find a way to explain things, right? It's called the God Gap Theory, where, you know, as we've discovered more science and, and understanding, the God Gap is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Because before, sure. like, you know, the Native Americans would be like, well, a, the turtle, the big turtle in the ocean has a, has keeps the sun on its back and it and it swims around the world, you know, and, and whatnot. It was stories um, back then, just like it is now. It's right, but... but story, you stories of lessons, I guess. And right. I think that's one thing, I know you talked about Jordan Peterson earlier, that's one thing he does a really good job of. Archetypes. Is, is digging the lessons out of these ancient stories and talking about what they probably mean. Instead yeah. of taking them literally, you know. Well, and this is the thing, and this is what I'm saying is like through the utter suffering of life. Okay, life is suffering. That's why religion, as we know it today, was basically it, it manifested in the in the deep psychological evolution of man. We had to we had to learn how to deal. It had to be worth it. It had to have some meaning, and it gives us these tools to. Uh, deal with suffering because life is suffering. It's a very long, grueling process. It's kind of like that famous saying uh, that goes, you know, the days go by fast, uh, the years go by fast, but the days are long type of effect. And like it's kind of over before you know it. You know, save the memories, spend the cash. Thank you. That's my song. We are neighbors band on Instagram. Uh, but we we have a lot of unexplained events that happened in the metaphysical and the physical world and i think it's one of these things where what is what is more terrifying that you are have to deal with your mortality because that's why most people think that uh we have religion to deal with mortality to deal yeah, with death it's, right it's fear-based well do it's not even necessarily follow well, this or else do this or else live this way or else act this way or else and mm -hmm. again i know people will say it's heresy um but at the end of the day it's it boils down to being able to control populations and i think that that's the reason that this stuff has stayed in place for so long and that it's been driven so long i mean everywhere in the world 
there's a predominant religion and people that try to break away from that don't have much success and and but there's a there's a very serious psychological reason so you look at you look at countries that have you know like uh, Nietzsche when he said God is dead, and everyone thought that was like a revelation like this is beautiful. He was it was actually saying that in horror, mm-hmm. you know, because because with the absence of hierarchy, okay, just like we're seeing now, right? Like there's we don't trust our media, we don't trust nope. our government, and there's no hierarchy anymore. You can't trust your election system, you can't trust your neighbor, you can't trust anything. You can't trust your police, you can't trust literally damn near anything where friends are turning at each other, they're at each other's throats, and it causes fear, pandemonium, uh, extreme uh, – honestly, you're going to see a lot of kids be born from these times. So, like, I was watching a, a video. I'll send it to you after. It's like five minutes. And Jordan Peterson's explaining all the great horrors and tragedies that have really happened throughout history. And one of the things he talks about is pandemics. And this sure. is three years ago. And he goes, pandemics are the times when most wars are started, okay, when most wars are kept going, or when there is some great cultural change. And change is difficult. When you're going through the storming, reforming, and all that bullshit we learned in ALS, uh, fun little stages, but it's psychological. And, and this is my thing about the conspiracy theory world, which I love delving into and I love learning about and I love your perspective, is that someone can tell me silver is more valuable than gold because gold is just an imaginary thing that we've decided to be more valuable than silver. Now, does that mean this person's wrong or this ideological perspective is wrong? No. It doesn't necessarily mean that because gold is more valuable as far as a resource to be used in electronic products and all these other things, right? Like exploration. Like everything. But it it comes down to the psychological – we trick ourselves to deal with certain things. Like I don't know why a dude got a finger in his ass and then two years later, next thing I know, he's getting a fist in his ass. Like there's no way to understand for me personally who's had a finger in his ass. Things can get out of hand quickly. (laughs) Yeah, very fat. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, one day it's a finger, one day it's a fist, one day – it could be a baseball bat, you know. It could be a gerbil, you know. Yeah, People do crazy gerbil. shit. And I guess that's my point, is that we can f- trick ourselves to falling down this dark hallway of life. Because the only thing that is illuminated is this space that was before us. Every single room we walk into is dark until we find the light. And and I think it's really imperative to, like, have fun and, and, and be cynical and look into these things. And when I tell myself... Are there bad people? Fuck yeah, there's bad people everywhere. God damn it, dude. I met plenty of them in the military. We fucking know how, like, you know, like this whole racism stuff going on. I have met both black, white, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter what you are, who are fucking atrocious leaders, who are just the worst. Once you give them power, they manipulate, they they, they, they doctor documents to make them look good and steal ideas, and, 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 and they decide one day that this is okay if I show up, but you can't show up. You know, we all experience these things throughout life, and it's these reverberations that we lose touch in, in some sense. And this is why I love Carl Gustav Jung. Or Jordan Peterson, and this is really what it, it's about, the manifestation of the suffering in our lives and how we translate that suffering. You know, uh, uh, Jordan Peterson has something in his book, 12 Rules for Life. I recommend Antidote to Chaos. Super awesome. And he talks about 
the Christian theological sense of hell. Now, the fire and brimstone hell came when the pilgrims came to the United States to have a complete authoritarian and, and dictated control. They lived in communes, and they had to make it worth the suffering, right? So they put the most e intense end to your life if you don't follow their teachings. The end to your spiritual life. Like, forever you will burn in hell. When in the Judaism and uh, Christians, uh, original Christian doctrine and dogma, they really talk about Christ or, or, or hell being the absence of God. Complete and utter void. You will never find God. You will never do anything. And Jordan Peterson in his book kind of breaks it down into more of a literal sense. And so what, and, and what we could say is this. Hell can be manifested on earth sure. if you don't control your suffering. So like someone who's super depressed or super addicted to drugs or has some like like deep, dark, horrible thing in their life, whether, you know, this corrupt entity that, that holds their body and it's the absence and voidness of God. And I'm not necessarily a Christian or anything, but I, I found the principles within these religions to bring some credence and weight. So what is the purpose of prayer, in your opinion? The purpose of prayer? Um, I think it's been done for a very long time. I, I think like you were kind of talking about earlier, um, those certain energies getting into the, the right mind frame to, to think you may be communicating or manifest a communication. Um, prayer could just be that manifestation, um, of asking for what you want, being thankful for what you want, having somebody who may or may not be there, just having that individual or entity or whatever it may be to talk to and confide in. Could be your imaginary friend. It could be the fucking tooth fairy. It could, could be, be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> it could and it it could be a demon. Yes. Yeah. And, and this is and this is the thing though. There, okay, there's so. definitely good and bad spirits. Um For I've sure. never I've never really fucked around with uh, the demon realm or anything like that. I know some people that are into weird shit and definitely are like, yeah, this shit's real. Um, that's, it's not for me. I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to put any negative in my life. <laughs> but there's definitely something to be said, I think, about that deep conscious communication that people put out into the universe or into the universe, um, into their realm of thoughts whatever you may want to call it okay and that's a great way to view it for sure i think it can be used for many psychological reasons and met why meditation is so important to a lot of people and not, that's not necessarily a prayer right that's trying to have the the absence of thought to reach nirvana and your complete bliss and which is another way to escape but i, I use prayer and i don't believe in the christian god or these uh, maybe not even god literally and who the hell can dictate the word belief like your interpretation of belief may be completely different than me do i believe in god hmm. it's debatable right but do you believe it? your version of belief may be different but i do think it's a it's a form of self-reflection self-criticism uh reminding yourselves of things that are important that reinforces certain standards and beliefs that you want and it's a self-authoring basically every day you kind of reinforce certain standards and beliefs um 
But what it really does is through it's also discipline. It, it, it you believe there is some sort of hierarchy and dominance hierarchy within your life that there is something outside of your control that helps and manipulates the time and and your physical being and puts things in front of you so that you succeed or fail. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be all for a good purpose, which is the psychological trick to say, hey, if. Uh, God comes in and rips your whole family from your life by some tragic car accident. That's just what needs to happen so you can reach full enlightenment, um, which is a dangerous, scary prospect if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, which is – yeah. I've So I'll start with this. I was definitely indoctrinated as a child. I was brought up very, very religious. Me too. Um, and everything bad that happened, everybody around us was God's will. And – that was just one of those things, I guess, growing up that kind of struck me as interesting. And I think probably by seventh, eighth grade, I don't know, sometime in my early teens, I really started to realize that some things just didn't really add up. And the whole organized religion um, thing didn't make as much sense to me. But I definitely agree. Well, I, th I think it's interesting because I grew up in indoctrinated, you could say, right? Just like anybody else. I, I was Catholic. I went to Catholic school for a year or so, and I didn't. I also was homeschooled until fourth grade. It was complicated. You didn't um, get diddled? Huh? Did you get diddled? Only a only by myself. No, nobody. Well, technically, there was prior, a chick. Prior to TRF, had you been diddled like in Catholic school or anything like that? Is what uh, I was not no not not diddled by uh anybody in that sense i did get a 16 year old girl when i was in first grade in, in this catholic school named bridget bridget Plumsky. she Oof. paid me 50 bucks that she stole from her father to kiss me which she Great probably job. is yeah pretty weird i was a handsome young man you know i was a real cute little kid uh-huh <laughs> i wish i had 50 bucks man i'll tell you what no, try and track uh, this bridget girl down See if you can make something happen, dude. Who no, knows? dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I was basically in a cult. It's actually called St. Benedict Center. Uh, if you go look it up, it was started by a bunch of Harvard professors that decided to leave like society and start their own religious sect of Christianity. Holy it's a long story. Yeah, dude, it's true. It's true. It's true. My whole family, uh, up to me anyway, There's, I have two younger siblings that weren't involved. But yeah, we were all involved very heavily. And where I would be put against, like we would have to fight like sixth graders and you're like in first grade for like putting snack putting pops like it was a fucking wild there's some Jeez. things like i'll get into that at, at a later time it's uh I, I mean yeah dude like i'm talking like abuse of the mind abuse like uh complete indoctrination complete uh utter like fear i remember i remember being like in six years old first grade roughly right that's six i believe um i remember even then i was that defiant I would literally – I was so defiant like in my mind that I didn't want to be imprisoned. I guess it was natural, instinctual where I would literally try to tempt the devil. Like I would be in line for confession saying if I look up, I'm going to hell. And I looked up every time. God, like, I do like to live life dangerously. <laughs> bold move, Cotton. Bold move. Let's see if yeah, it bold off. move. I'll, I'll come back and haunt you and let you know it's how it interesting. goes. And I, I think the rate at which – people are brought up indoctrinated and now getting out of um that scene of organized religion is definitely more rapid now than ever with the information at hand like before the internet 
people believed whatever they showed up to see on Sunday with their friends and hurt. And the internet showed up and information became more readily available, even though it's censored. But yeah, people, and I don't think it's necessarily because of the grand plan of, um, getting people away from God or whatever the satanic plan may be. I don't think it really has anything to do with what people's belief in good versus evil is, but, um, I mean, but there's, there's gotta be a, okay. Okay. So do you believe in the scientific thought of like evolution and that we've, we were, or, or do you think there is, like, you know, the science, like the sciences say, like, hey, we came from space dust and we all evolved? Or do you think there's some greater, not necessarily, like, is there, I don't want to call it a god, but let's call some sort of energy frequency that is manipulating, like, the space-time fabric. And, like, there has to be a counterbalance to all this evil in the world. This is ha- if there is these great evils. Yeah. Well, is it a simulation or is it not a simulation, I guess? I I have a theory. Things seem to be on repeat. And God, so it's really interesting. So right now in Colorado, we have really bad wildfires. And this one particular wildfire in the northwest part of the state um, basically has all of Fort Collins looking yellow, brown, gray. Just it looks like shit. But it's interesting because you can look through and you can stare directly at the sun and it wasn't something that i thought about ever really before i noticed that i could stare directly at the sun during this but just the odds of the moon and the sun being the same exact size proportionally relative to their distance to the earth is just one of those things that's like almost too much of a coincidence for yeah. me to think that we are not in a simulation. Okay. Just that little thing alone right there is just like the odds of that happening are so mind blowing that there is basically an impossibility that something is not in control of the universe simulation, whatever so, it may be. W- would you say, okay, so from a theoretical sense, that means there have to be a controller. There has to be something designing and or in- interacting with our lives. So why would... Then definitely has well, to no, be controlled by no, something. It's, prob- no, it's more than likely AI. Okay, but this is the thing. If it's that. This th- this, so our brains can a- actually comprehend if there was something simulating. Because technically, technically, if we're going to go by theoretic th- theory and, and, and theoretical ideas of string theory and and all these complicated things about dimensions and everything okay wouldn't that give more credence to the acceptance that there is actual god because technically even christian theology this is not it this is a simulation because sure. the whole it's a game it's, it's a game to get to the end result which is death which is the everlasting life after which could be updated or, or uploaded in some in, in, in database and this this, you know, whatever my mind could comprehend to, to leave the simulate because this is a simulation by even Christian standards sure. or any religion. This is literally a simulation. It may it is. But this is the point of what Carl Gustav Jung is saying 
It's the physical manifestation of our minds and what we represent in our, in our brain frequencies. Everything is, com- is bouncing off each other, and we have all this technology and all these advancements. So the simulation is real. Like, it's real. It's much like the Matrix. You know, like, you can touch, I can feel, even though we know for a fact that we're never actually really touching anything because there is always this microcellular, micro point where we are actually we're just touching, touching nothing. So can you even touch yourself? And can you even enter your own, your own consciousness? Uh, I, me too. Trust me. Inside and out, okay, guys? Uh, but there's, there's got to – if this is a simulation and we're aware of the simulation, which is religion, to make you aware of the simulation. That's what the point of it is, right? To give credence to the simulation saying, listen, this is a simulation. This is – technically – because it has to be a simulation to be able to move on to the next level or whatever. Or are all of these new religions, the only religions that anybody practices today, here to cover up what is the true religion and the true truth of our reality? Because what people worship millions of years ago is not the same as what people are worshiping today. So, do you believe that there? Because I think a human, the humanoid, or as far as we know, we're going, is about we're going back and talking about like the ancient Sumerians, right? Now. Like these people obviously were not believing in Jesus. Like this right. was well, even remote. Okay. This but, but this is the thing, though. Okay, this is what Jordan Peterson really delves into. Uh, Dostoevsky and even Nietzsche is that there is a psychological need for explanation. Right. True. So, so there has to be some sort of combination of theories and ideas that help us explain our suffering and the simulation that we could be transposed into through generational uh, 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 passing down through genetics. And you know, this is where Buddhists come into their uh, what's it called, where you're born as reincarnation. You know, and all these like inst- interesting ideas. Um, we have no way of actually knowing, and that's the scary part, right? Like, we don't really know, which is where belief comes in, and, and the manipulation of data sets throughout history and generations to say, well, why is it that we're only taught in certain respectives that, like, 6 million Jews died during World War II when it was actually closer to 55 million people died throughout the world during World War II era, or Mao Zedong and 35 million people in his own country? And because it disrupts the simulation of our perfect balance. And what it does is it actually shows that death is around every corner. But what they really are are saying is even an atheist is religious. Even a person who completely denies God and says there is no existence of a higher being, everything is in my internalized control, is still have a religious belief. They can't escape it. They have to believe that God doesn't exist for it to function. So there's even a belief structure within that, and and it, and it goes down to the psychology, the psychological effect, uh, effect of man. How much have we evolved? When was the last evolutionary period for man to where we became from animal to consciousness? Okay, when did we determine and become conscious of our thoughts and our minds and actually be able to articulate and decide? Because this is where it really it goes back. Millennia, right, or a long time. I, there are certain theories that say we're about fifty-eight to sixty-five thousand years old from the first hominids and, and all these things. But from the beginning 
of our psychological development as the current state of our evolution as man, we've always had to find the reason behind the mystery or the suffering that we are, have to be transposed upon ourselves. So my even thing the is, Anunnaki, yeah, even the Anunnaki had every culture. They I mean, they they wanted answers. Yeah, I mean the, the this is the thing, and this is, but like which I know that I definitely like to partake in certain activities that open my mind and expose certain the realms and or like, uh, divisions within my own frame of mind, and I think people can kind of get what I'm getting at here. But like there is there is something else. There has to be. There is just not enough. Our brains, our, our minds, don't. We know that we we work subconsciously more than consciously. We know that for a fact. Everything is mainly sub subconscious. We have like these traps that we put in ourselves, our minds. So like all the conspiracy theories, religion in itself is a conspiracy theory. It's a theory. It's not fact. It's a belief. It is this construct that we build to keep ourselves going, to keep ourselves being able to deal with the reality or the simulated reality that we determine. And it's like, how could how could anybody deny that there's not something else? There has to be by just the the presence of being like we have to have something to go Just based to. on the fact that the sun and the moon are proportionally the same size relative to their distance from the earth why is my left nut bigger than my right nut i will oh, never know huge let's be real <laughs> facts yeah. facts dude it's it is auto yeah <laughs> it's a big sight we know a little yeah <laughs> you know it is what it is but uh Yes, he's seen all of me, as that song goes. Um, all it's balls. All balls, dude. Just a, just a bird nest with a, just a slug hanging on the top. But it, it's it, at least I'm circumcised. And I, honestly, I know you didn't get to listen to the new episode yet, but uh, if you guys want to go check it out on Zoo Box episode 50, it's called, uh, <laughs> I believe it's the, the, the Torn Foreskin. My, my cousin Mike oh, was yeah, fucking yeah. sick. And he ripped it's his foreskin. Your, uh, yeah. I think your brother posted it today, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. posted it today. Great episode. Got to go check it out. Um, but I think that's the fun of it. The mystery, dude. You and I sitting here right now. We literally, literally, what we're doing is fucking insane. I yeah. am sending bits of numbers and data that is being reinterpreted. Into fuck, I can't speak. Reinterpreted into an image on your screen. Am I real? Am I actually talking to you, or am I only talking to a reflection? Much like the Native Americans believe that if you took a picture of them, their soul would be captured. Is this going to be internalized for all time? Is this something a moment that we will constantly live within these interdimensional shifts? Are ta is time actually some sort of bending wave, as Einstein would believe, where things folded and reinterpreted over and over again through different dimensions? But that's the spice of it. That's the fun of it. And then when someone, while you're sitting there at your computer, on your phone, driving in your car, in a different reality, at a different frame of mind, in a different time, we are still here having this conversation for all eternity, spiraling into the darkness. It is a wild thing that we're even doing at this exact moment. And I have to ask myself, what is the point? 
The point is very simply this, that we continue moving forward through life, whether we want to or not, and even after death, when the 58 grams of our body disappears at the moment of death, we can never truly explain, where the consciousness is extracted into the next place. It only gives credence that there is more. It only explains that there is something that is not tangible that our brains can comprehend. Yeah. Which is why you should do DMT. It's it's different. Dude, one thing that's so weird about DMT that I find just so interesting is that people see relatively the same thing when they do DMT. Yes. And that right there, I think, should be information enough to say that there are other dimensions. Like, how could you all have right a there. conscious a conscious waking dream where you're all basically seeing the same thing? Which just yeah. gives even more credence. And, like, hear me out. That's what I'm saying. The frequencies of the brain. It, it, you've seen it. You've seen it when a group of men, they're instinctually a woman comes up that is attractive. She could not even be attractive, depending how drunk you are and horny and hungry and all the necessities and the instincts, the instinctual feelings. Yeah, those things. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <for> me. <laughs> me too. Let's be honest. But there's, but there, you feel a shift, a change in energy dynamic. Yeah. All of a sudden, the competition rises, and there's a heat in the room. Yeah, it's vibes. Vibes are a real thing. I've, I've, uh, I've been spending some time in the hippie culture. Over the last, uh, well, basically since I've been out of the military now, I've been involved with a lot of music festivals and just a lot of overall weirdness in general. And uh, one thing that the the hippies and the spiritual types definitely believe in is the power of good vibes. And I've definitely seen it over the years of just being with around people that are also conscious of energy is that all of those things are compounded and more easily seen when you're in those environments around people that are also conscious. Do you ever get, you know, I guess the aura, right? Like you're kind of talking like energies from people for me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I don't see colors like fucking like some people see, say they see colors and shit. No, I think the the instinctual feeling of when you meet somebody, you could be wrong. There's instincts that do go in, in wrong directions. But there's a general – you kind of know if someone's not out for their best good, which is like gets into the psychological makeup of cops. They get conditioned yeah. to feel certain things, and they kind of get a, almost a sixth sense of like, hey, something's up here. And then well, they end up shooting a black guy. But that's just because – It's pretty easy. I mean I, I feel like it's easy for me to, to be able to tell when somebody's a freaking scumbag or not when I'm meeting them. Um, What's the greatest uh, tell for you? What's, What's like the tell? Honestly, just conversating with people, being able to see how they carry themselves, how they answer questions, um, just their overall attitude about themselves as well. Um, is their ego in check? You can generally tell if somebody's full of themselves and an ego maniac by talking to them for a short period of time. And I've been lucky over the years, too, to be able to interview lots and lots of people for jobs. So I've been able to see just a lot of mainly really awful interviews and people just saying really absurd shit. What's uh, the craziest thing you've ever heard in an interview? Like, what's like, uh, you know, without... Um, 
God, dude, I've been a part of some weird interviews. Um, just something that pops out, dude. It doesn't have to be like yeah, legit. Honestly, crazy. it's it's more of a trend that I see of people re- trying to church themselves up that are like inherently underqualified. They'll, and it's the same thing is that you. I'm sure I've seen with some veterans and it's unfortunate, but they try and act like their military service was something that it's not people just in general try and do that. It's overcompensation. And again, it boils back down to the issue of ego, um, whether it's my ego is too big or my ego is too small and I need to compensate. Okay. For okay. Okay. Well, this is interesting. You gave me a little, little, a little spark lit in my brand right there by the word ego. Now ego is, an interesting dynamic that we all have to deal with. We all have ego. We all have some variation of ego or, you know, and how do you kill your ego? How do you wake up and actually suppress your ego so that it doesn't dictate your life, right? Because if you let ego become your God, your ego dictates every decision that you make. Well, then you become kind of a narcissistic, nihilistic, probably really self-obsessed person, Um, which is actually probably – the reason why you and I think so differently, I'm not saying we don't have egos because we both know we got egos um, and we, we know how to manipulate our ego to work for each other. I, I think we both could agree to that. And but, manipulate other people's egos. Yes. With- yes. But I do believe that there is some, some credence to like, this is why we're so distrustful because we know how to control our ego. We know how to use it to inflate ourselves, deflate be yeah. you know self humorous, uh, humorous like embarrass ourselves. That's what makes charisma and and comedy and and being like attractive to certain people and certain perspectives. Um, I think this is actually the greater issue that we're seeing even today uh, within America and the current construct that we're that we're playing this dangerous game with communism and Marxism and these socialist uh, ideals uh, to that we all know lead to the same road. It all goes to the dead end of of death. Uh, not trying to use a pun. Yeah, but like, is that not the greatest adventure that we could all take? And is that not inherently built within ourselves where we don't want to die, but we th- we we thrive in death? This is where our true moment, where we meet our maker, which could be our ego, which could be our god, which could be ourself, and we take that final DMT trip ride. Because people don't know, DMT is released two greatest times in your life: is when you're born and when you die. It's a literal fucking, you know, death shot. And it, it's supposed to send you into happy land, right? Which is yeah. like com- some for- weird form of self-euthanasia. Like, it's literally your 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 body's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. Do- like, <laughs> we're yeah. going out, man. Go peacefully. And that's the thing. So do you think it's dangerous to, not dangerous, but do you think you're fucking with shit that you should not be aware of? Kind of like a Ouija board or some sort of like other, you know, like commercial branded stuff uh, that they, they it's like a warning. Like, hey, like, don't talk to demons. Don't do this. Do you think DMT is the door that we shouldn't really be opening? I, I mean, with it, with any and all hallucinogens, I think it depends on what your objective is going into that trip. Um, I've eaten quite a bit of acid. A lot of mushrooms. I've never done DMT. Um, that's one of them for me. I, there's there's certain substances for me that my philosophy is when the time is right, it will present itself. 
and DMT is one of those substances. It just hasn't been the right time. Like I've been on boomers or just, I want to do it when I'm like strictly doing that. So have, have not, you ever done a fast? I've never, uh, I mean, unintentional fasting. Yeah, dude, yeah. listen, I did. I'm not even kidding. This is a true story. Everybody like, I did a fast at the about the tail end to the high point of like well right at the, the dip down after the George Floyd riots and in the middle of like about two months ago. Go ahead. I got a piss. I'll be oh, right go, back. Okay. Talk about, okay. Your, talk about your fast. It'll be yeah. about seconds. All right. No problem. All right. Um, little girl bladders. Honestly, I have to pee too. I'm just kind of holding it because I'm a man. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, Jay, I love you. There's the fast that I went on. It was I, I, I decided I was like, you know, I did 24 hours without even thinking about it. Kind of like most people, you know, you get busy or you do something and or maybe that's not most people. I decided to push it to two days and that I got to about hour 36, 38 and I started feeling wonderful. I started feeling really hypersensitive and uh, super almost I don't know if the right word is informed or some sort of disconnect with my normal feelings of things because I was suffering. I was in some sort of uncomfortable place and it felt very, I guess you could say even religious. It felt very spiritual, felt very visceral. Everything felt very real. When I touched something, I felt like I was touching it for the first time. And after two days and, uh, and okay, just to give you a quick recap, cause I was keeping it interesting. Uh, but like, I basically fasted. I, I did 24 hours kind of like you, you know, by accident. And I was like, you know, I feel okay. I'm going to go another day. And around hour 38, 40. And I decided I was going to do at least three or three days for sure. And I started getting hypersensitive, like so uh, hyper, like I was feeling shit that I, like I was touching stuff, like almost for the first time playing music and hearing You're sounds I hadn't heard. It's you're truly in survival mode too at that point. Your body just kicks in instinctually, and that's yeah. People talk about they fast to be able to work more efficiently because your brain just functions better for some reason because you don't have a bunch of sugar running through it. Well, you know, I don't know. It, it could be that. It could be metabolism. It could be you know cholesterol. I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor, but what I do know from personal experience. Is there is a dude? I was hyper. Everything was real. I was crying. I was masturbating. I was like, uh, yeah, like super hypersexual experiences with myself. That's like the uh, hottest thing I've ever heard. Honestly, <laughs> thank you. I mean, you know, big balls. The dick works. You know, um, but I was having these hypersexual experiences uh, uh, where I was very, very like. Uh, erotic in ways that I like it's weird it's weird stuff uh, but like then I've I've delved out of that and then recently like today I didn't eat I didn't eat in preparation for this I made sure that I was a little bit more intense than usual because I was excited I, I, I want it and I think that's also plays a part a role in it um, I wish I would have gone that route because I'll be honest well this is the first podcast I've ever been on so I was kind of nervous dude, like, can I'm we just, all can we all get in the comments and say Jay is just fucking killing it on his first yeah, podcast? Can we just get in the comments? I've just been getting fucked up the whole time because that's like 
my old faithful go-to. I when I when I get nervous, I just get fucked up. So that's and why we're there. Um, the first the first step in uh, solving a problem is admitting there is one. So right. uh, yeah, here we are. Hello, world. Hello, world. But do listen, like, and this is the truth, man. Reaching outside of our comfortable it controls ego. You're challenging yourself, and I wouldn't say necessarily maybe like a big challenge, but it's some sort of place that's uncomfortable. And I think that's really what I was getting at with my fast is that I got to an uncomfortable place, and my my mind had to adapt to be able to deal with the suffering. And life is suffering, but we learn to it, it gets dulled through Facebook and the dopamine uh, stuff we yeah. do through media and movies, and we, you know, who hasn't gone out? Well, after? I think people are conditioned to be more worried about the suffering of others that are not related to them in any way and i'm not talking about relative related i'm talking about their lives don't correspond in any way oh shit instead of instead of confronting their own issues and the own problems with their ego i'd rather be outraged about this that i see on my computer then deal with my own shit. And I think that that deep-seated unhappiness in a lot of people in our generation is is why we have a lot of this unrest right now is because people are incapable of accepting what they have become mm. in their late 20s, early 30s, whatever it may be. And until people learn how to accept some responsibility and hold themselves accountable then they're never going to be truly happy. And I think that's kind of what Jordan Peterson has really, you know, uh, get your house in order before you judge the world type type of stuff. Yeah. And, make your and, bed, motherfucker. Yeah, listen, I am the last guy to make my bed, but goddamn, I'm pretty good at putting <laughs> my laundry away and hanging my but, shirts up. I'm I'm decent. Like, I'm an artist, okay? It is what it is. You know, I, I'm a little bit of a messy person, but I also really... I enjoy a good deep clean. Like once it's all clean, there's nothing better than a clean house, a clean room. Like there's just something about you worked that 20% it took out of your day or whatever. I sleep better at night when there's no clothes on the floor in my bedroom. Yeah, that's called depression, dude. Okay. That's <laughs> Which hey, that's why, we all See, that's why I take medication, you know. Me too. <laughs> but there's there's listen, man. Like I think there's like this, uh, there's this this distance that we all want to feel from ourselves, right? Push things off, like not deal with reality, not deal with certain aspects of ourselves that, like you said, we're not comfortable with. And the only way, and, and honestly, I will be fucking listen, guys. I haven't said this on the podcast. This is a pure zoo box interview exclusive. Dude, I was in a dark fucking place when I moved to Alabama. I had $75 in my pocket. I was working for this guy at a horse barn getting paid fucking, you know, like $8, $10 an hour to keep afloat. And it was it was a rough time. But, like, dude, like, it was fucking wild. It was a wild. I make this guy named Cactus Jones. His dad was born in 1894. He was born in, like, 1964. Jesus. Like some crazy, his dad was like 70 something years old or whatever when he was born. And I started like really thinking about this stuff, but I was in a dark fucking place. And all I had was my guitar, right? And I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking faggot. I, I'll admit, I'm oh, going to be the voice. Like thousand albums with this fucking backstory. Go yeah, ahead. right? 
Thank you. <laughs> hey, man. All I had was my guitar. I was broke. <laughs> so I wrote this track. When you write a song called Pit Factory, you will know what I'm talking about, okay? Welcome like to my... your balls across rock bottom for a while. Dude, it's one of these things like, listen, we've all been there in different points in our lives and different... Like, we've all done it. And that's, and that's the thing is, though, that's really what I'm getting to is, like, I have never felt more alive than the unknown, the adventurer that is in all of us. You know, like, the adventurer. It's the thing that drives us as beings. Like, even, like, the stuff we were talking about with, like, the the, the, the concave earth or the, the hollow earth theory and Admiral Burr, it's the sense of adventure and the sense of that drives us as people. Like, what was, what was the original description of university and college to discover, to, be, to, to, to grain knowledge of the unknown from your own perspective, which has been completely manipulated and sent down yeah, some ideological... Indoctrination. It's all Rothschild, Rothschild, Carnegie College. Oh, there's all yeah. sorts of crazy shit. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, I love these types of conversations because... You really, and this is why language is so important, you know? Like, I do believe the difference between simple two words that may be similar, like invention and manifestation. There is a legit difference between these words, and they have different frequencies. And, like, and, and like how do we develop these words to, to, to formulate into these cognitive responses that we all understand? You know, it, it's, it's unique, there has to be energy behind these words, which I've learned because I realized this. Like, we've all heard the famous term. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. You go ahead. I cut you off. I, I broke the golden rule that you told me not to break when we started this. You're like, hey, hey, let's try not to cut each other off during this. And you're on, Dude, a, you're on a, a ghost literally night. just opened your door. Go ahead. A ghost, a ghost opened your door, by the way. I swear to God. Or um, a dog. There's a... There's... Actually, three dogs. Hey, hey, hey. look at uh, them. Yeah. Look at th three dog blind or whatever. Third dog blind, whatever that band you is. From Zeppelin, before. Zeppelin used to hang around the building back in the day. Listen, if you have a dog named Zeppelin, you're automatically a rock and roller and you're a badass because that's awesome. I love Zeppelin. Oh, cool. yeah, baby. Do you know how they got that name? A little tidbit of fun? Yeah. Wasn't it the uh, queen at the time said they would... Or somebody, I don't know who it, it was, was uh, they would sink I, faster than a lead Zeppelin, which a Zeppelin is basically a modern-day blimp. Which which is floated by helium, right? Sure. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I've read things. I've seen Indiana Jones, okay? I've seen these movies. Um, but there's – but like, like I'm saying is there is a greater – sense of discovery within each person and when we go down these conspiracy holes it's because it's because death is the ultimate adventure and that there is something that is driving us towards the inevitable inevitable end of it all do you think that the reason that people really want the answer is to know what happens after death do you think that that's the underlying because for me it's not that way. I don't. I don't really think about death in that sense. Is like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen to me after I die. And maybe it's because I like don't research that stuff, or I'm not really religious at this point in my life. But for me, it's because 
I think that there's a devious plan at play, and my goal is to be able to, I guess, find a way to maybe expose it or even talk about it or be aware of it because I want to be in control of the situation around me. But it's not about death for me personally. If that well, does that make any sense to you? No, it does. Well, the sense of discovery doesn't mean we all. We mean, like I, I agree with what you're saying and saying that, like going down these rabbit holes is interesting. It's intriguing. It keeps your brain active. It makes you cynical. It makes you not just see everything at face value, like the world maybe wants you to see it, or God, or or the media, or these machines that run the simulation. I I guess a better way. I guess. A better way of saying it would be, I want to be able to make informed decisions for myself and help the, those around me make informed decisions is the reason that ultimately, I guess I even care about any of this stuff. Because I think where we're at right now, people think shit's crazy right now. They've seen nothing yet. I think, I think two months from now, the United States, United States of America is going to look extremely different than it does right now. What's your um, what's your vision of like 2030, 2040? Well, uh, I've read quite a bit about UN Agenda 21, UN Agenda 30. And what's that? I, I've never heard of that. Break that down. So they're basically um, one world government, new world order, the shit that's all been in place since basically JFK got assassinated probably before that. And we're talking about George Bush Jr., all of the presidents basically from LBJ on up to Trump have been a part of the same group, and that's the same group slowly driving the boat towards a one-world government. What would be the benefit, obviously, of a one-world government, though? Because dissension is natural within the human order. And to total control. To challenge. Well, right, but dissension is total normal. Control. You can have a small population and totally control everything. What would be the 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 ideal number for a population if you could think for absolute control? I mean, Bill Gates has publicly talked about um, obviously depopulation over the years. Um, if we do a good job with vaccines then we can accomplish depopulation of 10% over the next 10 years. He's also talked about, I've heard him in TED Talks saying that if we want to save the planet, then we need to depopulate the world by 85 or 90%. So, Damn. I, I guess for me, what's going to be really telling is how the vaccine thing is handled in a couple of months. The the fact that they're going to try and roll a vaccine out to the government or to the government, to the American people and people around the world within however, however many months of a pandemic that they knew nothing about um, just stinks to high heaven to me. Um, so I think how that is handled is going to be telling on which direction this is going to go. And if all of this is bullshit and there is no greater agenda at play or if it's actually going to happen and that might be the time to make a stand so do you believe i guess i guess this is this is an interesting question so if there is these nefarious forces at work trying to manipulate populations and 
you know, uh, bring them down or, or wh- however you want to say manipulation through movement and migration of, of, of people. What is there? What, what is, so do you believe that like the, if the congregation of a of man comes together to fight these forces, do you believe that's where the true power, like, do we still hold the power? Do we Absolutely. still as, as the mob? Absolutely. We still hold the power. And the only way we don't hold the power is if we're divided. I mean, I know you're a Pink Floyd fan. Together uh, yeah. and divided we fall. I mean, that's not an old philosophy. Divide and conquer. It's been a philosophy all well, along. Ancient war. So um, why why did they let? Well, why did they let the population explode or expand in the way that they that they did? What was? Because well, if these things have been around for a long time, what would be the benefit of them letting get us um, to such a large place? When I say a long time, I think probably 60 to 70 years, maybe dating back pre-World War II, it's possible. But recognition from the powers that be that we are going to have a problem with population this many years from now if this doesn't happen. And then slowly putting a plan in place over years and years and years, Which, having the right people in power in the right places to slowly indoctrinate and slowly get a population to accept something like this over a generation. And it might not be our generation. It might be the, the kids that are eight years old right now that are living in this postmodern era where we don't have very many people. Everything's controlled by technology and you have a chip in your brain called Neuralink from Elon Musk. Fucking and rock and roll. Yourself. Yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll, dude. I want to be able to play. What will look like with Neuralink? Will people have to like use words? Because I feel like I would be able to, I for one would be able to communicate more effectively if I didn't have to like search for words a lot of times. Well, so well because. It, it could be better. Even the act of talking and, and, and formulating ideas into speech has certain delineations. Like, it, it gets uh, delineated, you know? It has to. There's nothing more pure than the subconscious thought that just is exploding. So I would say, like, I mean, obviously, we'd become much more efficient creatures. Yeah. Just in, in general. We would just become... And, and this is the thing. Okay. Maybe, maybe... And there's speculation, too, that, like... The Neuralink is trying to restore pre-Tower of Babel, where, hey, okay. we can all talk. We're all in the same language. Imagine that. Ooh, but then wouldn't that make us harder to divide? If we, if we could go into some symbiotic relationship with each other. something really crazy is going to have to happen before any of this stuff. Um, I... I think there's going to be a series of blackouts probably over the next, I don't know, probably three to six months. And Well, we're seeing it in California right now, blackouts all the time. They might yeah. do it regionalized. You know, you control certain regions through misinformation. No, talking internet, power, power grid, everything. It's probably going to get blamed on China or something to get us to go to war in the South China Sea. And then inevitably we'll go to war with Iran if we're occupying that territory. And then all hell breaks loose. We get our giant depopulation of the earth. And 
So that's also a possibility. Ooh, okay. So do you think on a tribal, like, because like I said, psychologically, we haven't evolved much. In my belief and from the research I've done, uh, for roughly, you could even say 6,000, it's a long time. It's a considerable amount of time since we became conscious uh, creatures. It, the tribalism that we've done is, is by, you know, uh, by habit because we had no other choice to be introduced into groups of people that met larger groups of people and so on and so forth. So is war inevitable? Would you say that there is always going to be a faction that is looking for destruction or looking to separate, whether it's not like the, the people that are in power, what you're saying, or like uh, China, for example, is like how we deal with an everyday life? Do you think there's always that perpetual emotion of just destruction and death, or do you think we'll ever reach enlightenment, like maybe through Neuralink, where we don't need to have those arguments? All, all information is transferable through just technology. Not with this many people. Um, I, I think as long as there's this many people that are this informed on Earth, there's going to be conflict and war. And especially when we talk about different languages, different races, different ideologies, there, there's always going to be conflict when you have people that are misinformed that fall into those different groups. Um, I mean, we look at all over the Middle East, all over Africa, where we have failed states. What do we have? Warlords. Yep. We have we have gangs. And if Antifa has their way, if communist China has their way, which I think is really who's pushing um, these current movements to defund and yeah. bring down America, bring down capitalism. Mm -hmm. um, if we have all of that group think taking place, then that's going to be a real issue. Um, so, so is the benefit that, like, in in your mind, do you think that the ascension that we feel, like you and I, like we're we're defiant by nature? Listen, I know you. I'm more com agreeable than you are, like for sure. You've seen that, like, it, oh no, I know, I know you are because. Uh, I've been with you. I, I've been with you in those situations. I had a very hard time making up my mind when I was younger. I became better eventually, but like you are definitely not as susceptible to indoctrination and manipulation as I was, especially in my younger days. I know that for sure. I mean, you're not that much older than me, are you? How old are you? 29. Oh, yeah, I'm 28, so you're just better than me, okay? You win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to that, so... No, but, uh, <laughs> but there's there's definitely, like, I remember... You being like, yo, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, dude, just shut up. Like, you know, like I remember those moments where I'm like hyper there and you're like taking a nap. Right. And you're like, fuck it. Like, you know, and because you were smarter than me, you understood more than me through your experiences. Well, um, but that's that situation was different, too, though, because I when you and I were introduced to each other and introduced to each other in a very, very stressful environment, I had also been in the military for four years at that point and i had been in for like a year yeah yeah like i'd, I'd kind of been around the block a little bit and had dealt with that shit a little bit more so but yeah. still but still it's like hey you know but like hey i'll call it like i see it dude i remember you doming that i remember who was i think it was nolan when you just like drilled him in the face like you just drilled him from like 
I don't know, probably 20 yards, just like just killed him. And I'm over here and I can't hit the bronze side of a barn. You know, it was just it, but, it, but you know what? Honestly, I have to give myself a little bit of credence that I survived somehow with all the bad, how bad I was at it. And you were poor soul having to put up with it. No, it was uh, fun. It was fun. You know what, dude? One of I the. Remember, I think back sometimes to the night that we were both broken. Um, truly, truly broken. And I remember just fighting those guys all night long. Oh, dude. I still get and I remember like. We got back after one of the runs, and, and like both of us were just in physical hard fights the entire time. And we like were getting ready for another run, and we both like looked at each other. <laughs> we were both just, like sobbing. We we're like, let's fucking go. Just like unco- uncontrollable crying. Just Dude, like, it was legit two people. So, it was two people who, well, it was me and you. Like, people have to have context. Okay, listen. It was me and you versus seven fresh guys almost every round. Like, just brutal. Just there was no result. There was no way it was going to, like. Well, we'd been going for over 24 hours at that point, too. I remember I was just totally exhausted. Yeah. God, I loved it. You know, but, like, looking back, I'm so glad I suffered through it. You know, we suffered through it together. It was great. It was fun. Fucking Heacock. Oh, God, that son of a bitch. Dude, I used to get sick every time he walked in the room, dude. I'd be like, fuck me, dude. One of the reasons that I'm incapable of feeling any emotions at this point in my life. It's, it's all just been beaten out of me. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I've, feel much. I've always been an emotional person. I think, like, an emotional in the sense of I'm a very... I try to have ethics and, like, morals. And, like, that is sure. also can be a downfall of me. Like, and I'm not saying... And not that anybody else does. I'm just saying I really I'm attached to it. Like, I've always been the guy that's like, hey, that's bullshit. You know, hey, that's fucking stupid. Why the fuck are we doing that? You know, and uh, I I think the things that I do get emotional about are the things that I see as like a matter of principle. Yes. More. Those are things that I feel very strongly about. But as far as like feeling emotions about myself or whatever so would you say because you've stated this earlier which i I find interesting is that the reason why you delve into the information the way that you do is to try to inform or try to give people different perspectives because you care right ultimately um would you what would you say when you started down this path like you said 2010 i believe we were talking the other day and yeah yeah what was the trigger? What was the thing that kind of popped you over that that wall that we all have to get over to start questioning more of our sense of self, sense of reality? Or what was the thing that kind of popped you over? Was it Alex Jones? Was it nine eleven? Without a question. Uh, well, Ooh. not nine eleven when it happened because I was in fifth grade. But yeah. after I started to learn more and more about nine eleven, is when I. Uh, started to realize that things were not as they seem, I guess you could what, say. What's, what's the thing about 9-11 for you? What's the, what's the, because I, I tell you right now, that's where it started with me, 2007, everything. 2008. Everything. I mean, I, I'm sure if you've been researching 9-11 as long as I have, that we've probably stumbled into most of the same information, but the entire thing from the beginning um, not talking about Saudi Arabia's involvement, not talking about the money coming out of Israel for it, not talking about um, 
why these buildings actually collapsed in the first place, not talking about the bombs that were sub-level in all of those Termite. buildings, not talking about while building or why building seven collapsed, not releasing footage of the plane flying into the side of a Pentagon that didn't make the whole of a plane, not talking about the flight that crashed in Pennsylvania with zero airplane debris whatsoever scattered and over like seven miles or some it's ridiculous the, it's the same shit with the kennedy assassination and the warren commission they it's a giant fucking cover-up oh, okay okay ironically with the kennedy assassination the cover-up is coming from the same family which is george herbert walker bush who was a part of the cia secretly as an oil tycoon during the time of the kennedy assassination you're speaking truth, my man. Listen, guys, you guys all need to get into this. Uh, yeah. One of the last, one of the last things all I right. do want to talk about, just, just in, in uh, interesting talking about Mockingbird, and uh, have you ever really looked into Charles Manson? Yeah. So, dude, there is this book that you need to check out. It's okay. called Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon, and it is all about Laurel Canyon during the Great. San Francisco acid wave, my friend. Um, all the murders, dude, it is a deep, deep dive into basically the entire mind control operation of Laurel Canyon and the acid wave. Which we know that the, that the FBI was doing acid drops on Johns and like in like yeah. fake brothels and, and testing sure. them. And we know, but like, do you know this about Charles Man? Do you know about Charles Manson? What actually happened with it? Like what they found, they, this is fact. Yeah, you know. in and out of jail. Wasn't his probation officer CIA and like doing um, upper um, MK Ultra? MK Ultra. Well, yeah. there's there's not proof as, as far as I'm concerned or, uh, that I know you may be right about his probation, but they do know for a fact that he was in jail for uh, I can't remember the offense. He he left the country after he got out. He got put on probation. Left the country. Got caught. Didn't go back to jail. Broke probation multiple times. And the these judges kept just get get got a call. They let him out over and over and over again. And really, what we I I think it's pretty logical to say is during the that era of these this movement, which they were very communist and commune and socialist agendas, and what they did is. Most likely is they used acid or these manipulation techniques to convince people to kill uh, celebrities so that they have a reason to go after hippies, uh, to reason to, to, to quell the freedom and the thought uh, freedom that was happening and to suppress this movement. Whether or not they were crazy or not, I don't know. But like we all know that like we've been talking about through – they don't want – Killers generally. The what? People on acid are not killers. Generally, from what I've seen, general, generally, yeah, generally, generally, there's always a couple that gets speckled in there, I'm sure. But what the real interesting thing is, is the suppression of freedom of thought, and which is what we're seeing today. OK, everything is. So what is we're seeing today is very Orwellian, very 1984 thought crimes, newspeak words are losing their meaning and being a change and adapted into some postmodern thought where like. You know, like I was in Oregon. I lived in Oregon, mind you, uh, for a couple months, and I was literally horrified. Like I was at dinner with this chick. She pegged me. It was it was interesting. Uh, but uh, I I I was like said the word Oriental because we went to a pho 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 restaurant, like noodles oh, and shit. There you go, bro. The fucking 
she was so upset that I used the word oriental. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, she's like, that's so racist. And I'm like, intent should matter. Like, I was just, you know, that's what I grew up like or food from the just Orient and stuff. Yeah. And but the thought crimes that we're seeing happening. So like you even questioning your you are questioning the status quo is now considered a thought crime, which is we know the word the, the the definition of conspiracy theory was absolutely put in the mainstream media by the CIA and the FBI. Like it was it was propaganda to shut the Kennedy assassination. Exactly. To 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 make people question and that's what you, most of the things that we're talking about that we're seeing in society today go back to that point in time where that turn was made. Because Kennedy was trying to abolish the fed yeah and we know that the fed is privately owned in fact by a couple of families the rockefellers the rothschilds the kissingers and those are the people that were in control of the fbi and the oil along with some of our uh, favorite presidents especially in the republican party it seems like um and that's what it kind of goes down to so why what we're seeing so, so today so you're saying basically World War II, end of World War II, we discovered something. Let's just say Admiral Byrd, right? So let's let's yeah. close it up with this. Yeah, let's After, close it. Let's close it up because oh, one is two hours, dude. We're just getting started, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's, there's a – Admiral Byrd discovers something. We realize that we have to not allow the main populace to know this information. And we've made certain deals, I'm sure, with these interdimensional, small gray, tall gray, all the grays. Um, and we've made certain deals with them to continue our existence, right? Like, I would imagine that this is all about the perpetuation of our existence while controlling our framework of our mind or, or, or however you want to say. So what, at the end of the day, population control, all this stuff, if you could tie it up into like a couple minutes or a minute, whatever you feel like is a, a, length, a good length of time, what is the end goal? Is the end goal to reach the pinnacle where – because like if you condense the population down to such a small amount where you can control and then expose them to this new information, is this the end goal? Like is it even nefarious? Is it just to be – Okay, we realized in the fifties, late fifties, forties, whatever. This is the real. This is reality. We were all wrong. Socrates, Aristotle, all the greats were fucking dead wrong. And there's too many people to tell. There's too many people that would not be. It would be mass carnage. That very well could be. You know, um, I'd like to think that there wouldn't be a sinister plan in place just to tell people the truth. You know, um, when it, when it comes to the truth, I don't think that there should be people hiding behind secrets. And if it boils down to eventually wanting to tell the truth, then I guess that's one thing. That's not what I believe to be going on. I guess what I think is the end state is probably to depopulate by a certain amount, get people to fight with each other, kill each other off it as massive a scale as they can possibly do. Um, what I, I guess the question for me is what group of people do they want to survive whatever event? Um, Put my money on Americans. Well, and I'm talking about like inside of America, like what group of people would they want to survive? Like some cataclysms, 
major earthquakes, power outages, rioting, looting, purge style activities, which obviously most Americans wouldn't be taking part in that. Um, but we know if there's a civil war at any point, what group would walk out on top of, uh, yeah. of that pretty quickly. Um, which is strange because everything that I'm reading out of the other side, they seem to think that like they would actually have a chance if they wanted to really, really cause chaos. Um, hopefully that doesn't ever happen. I don't ever want to see blood in the streets of America. Um, but obviously if there's a certain point where people will take action if they need to, um, end goal, we didn't even get to talk about project Bluebeam, which I think is kind of a shame. Go into um, it, go, in, go into it, go into it right now. Let, well, let's wrap it up with like, oh, good. Listen, dude, we got time, but hey, basically like, let's, project Bluebeam. Um, this all started, there was this guy named Sarge Monast. Um, he lived from 1945, died in 1996, and he disclosed a bunch of information that basically states that there is a secret dark, this plan is above the government as we know it. And we, when we talk about the powers that be, we're not talking about Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump and Chuck Schumer. When we talk about the powers that be, we're talking about the people that truly control the strings or pull the strings, the people that own the money everywhere in the world, basically. So this plan is basically saying that there's going to be a fake alien invasion using holograms all over the sky, everywhere around the earth. And they're going to be able to broadcast different invasions or different second comings or whatever people want to believe it is. And it's interesting that we were talking about that earlier is whatever we manifest that reality to be, that could be the kind of situation we would be dealing with in Project Blue Beam, I guess, where on the other side of the world, they might see an entirely different thing than we see, but certain people here might see what they want to believe. Um, basically, this is saying that the goal is to collapse organized religions um, and basically get everybody on panic and throughout the world, get them to accept the one world government. It's also known as the final act, which I think is also interesting. Um, it's really interesting stuff. I can send you a link for a great article if you'd like to link that on the bottom. Yes. It's, it's really fucking crazy stuff. It takes a while to read through and talk about. Um, but the well, I say I say we do another one where we go really heavy into Bluebeam because this is kind of a generalized episode. We could even do yeah, more yeah. stuff. And honestly, I could have done a better job, like preparing some materials and stuff. But I know we talked about keeping it open ended on this one, so I'd be happy at some point to actually pull information to talk about from some of this stuff. Um, if the viewers would be interested in seeing anything like that. Well, if, we'll, we'll tell, I'll tell you this much, man. Fuck you. the viewers. Fuck yeah. the viewers. We do what we want on Zoobox, okay? Yeah, yeah. Fuck the viewers. If anybody is still listening at this point, though, thank you. I know it's been uh, kind of a mess. Been a lot of different topics. Hey, that's Zoobox, man. That's what we do. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's um, been interesting, and it's it's yeah. been great having you on, dude. It really has. It's been nice. Yeah, this has been fun. Um, 
I've never done a podcast before. Next time I'm not going to probably get drunk before or during. <laughs> uh, I don't really drink anymore, which some of the me viewers either. might find interesting that know me personally. But, yeah, I don't really drink a whole lot at all anymore. So, Well, hey, you know, uh, I've, I, I wouldn't drink as much if, if weed was legal down here in the good old Bama state because they're – you know what? Maybe this archaic state of nature – uh, will allow me to be survive some end end all times. I don't know because things move a little bit slower down slower down here. I feel like uh, I feel like things in general are moving a little bit faster, especially mm-hmm. in the. That's one thing I've noticed is time has seemed to have sped up in the last like eight months. And I think that's a lot to do with suffering. Suffering can slow time, can speed time, and it, it, it's a complicated issue. But I just want to say, Jay, from Zoobox Nation, we're really glad that you came on today. Um, you know, we, we, I, don't, I think these are the conversations that we should all have. We should all question. And we should always go look at the other side on anything. And nothing is too crazy for Zoobox. Nothing is too wild. We're out here. Listen, man. I don't know. What is your spirit animal? Let's let. That's what I like to ask after every interview. What is your Child. spirit animal? I haven't even thought about that. Um, Instinct, man. Gut. What is it? I don't know. That's nothing I've ever even thought about. That's um, why it's maybe. I mean, I've been like trying to kill elk for the last five years and have been unsuccessful. So maybe uh i'm just obsessed with elk at this point that's the only animal i ever really think about because i'm always trying to figure out how to hunt these things down mm. but uh god well what, what you say my spirit animal is spirit animal spirit animal for you your aura no uh, i was i would say you know what like you are a very cautious stock worthy animal i wouldn't i won't i don't want to use but you're very wise and, 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 and inquisitive, so I would have to give something like an owl. Maybe I'll call you Moloch from now on. I was thinking on. more like a mule, because I'm just good at carrying heavy shit for long distances, but hey, yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's, uh, let's do a hybrid where mule, you're an ass, you're an owl ass. You're, yeah. you're, you're something yeah. in there. Oh, baby. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you, Jay, for coming on. Uh, everybody, go like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. Don't hide this. Put this out in the public. This information needs to get out there. All I can say is if you want to reach out to us, go to Zoobox Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Podcast at gmail.com. And if you got questions, you want things answered, I will dive into it. You want to come on and be interviewed? We can talk about anything you want at any time. Listen, I'm a disabled veteran looking for a good time. I haven't been pegged in a while. Let's make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a good night. And Jay, last word, it's on you. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening, if you're still listening. And uh, hope to be back soon and taking some more dives because there's a lot of things we didn't even get into today, my friend. Rock and roll, baby. All right, Zoo Box out. <laughs>